This Jazz playoff game is in the books, and you heard from all the players and the coaches. Now it's time to hear from you. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime on the Zone Sports Network, featuring your phone calls and tweets. Now with a recap of tonight's game, here's Austin Horton on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Well, how the tables turn. Oh, boy. Or is it how the turntables? That's what it is. I blew it already. The turntable? You mean the, the two turntables and a microphone? <laughs> it's a quote from The Office. Okay. Well, well, well. How the turntables. And then he just fades off. <laughs> Welcome in. Jazz playoff overtime. Jazz get the victory. Third straight win in the series. 3-1 is the count. Jazz win back home court advantage. Coming back to Salt Lake. Wednesday night uh, will be game five, but we are here to talk about game four. I am Austin Horton here. Back again is Johnny Lightfoot. What's up, buddy? Good to have you back. That's good to be here. Hey, I got to say, though, Amanda really kicked some serious butt. She did great. She did a great job. She's a real pro. I am probably going to have to look for a new job now. Well, I didn't know we were paying you. So Well. <laughs> <laughs> and back again as well is Alex Lundberg. Uh, he's back. Lundy, how are you? I'm feeling pretty good. You need a, a monster, a rock star, a, a coffee? I mean, I have plenty of that all at home. Just uh, <laughs> I'll keep it, you know, with the soft stuff, just a Coke Zero tonight. There all you right, go. All right, all right. Well, we have a lot to get to because this game had it all. It had great play. It had bad play. It had good defense, had bad defense. It had great shooting, bad shooting. Had good calls, bad calls. One good half, one bad half. Exactly. Uh, and that's, I'm talking about both teams. Uh, yeah, right no here. Kidding. So this series, while it is a 3-1 lopsided count, it has not been a lopsided series. We'll get to it all with your phone calls. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. If you got thoughts, we've got a platform for you. Until you stop calling, we'll be on air. So 855 855- Three four zero zone. While you call in, here's how this one went down. This one started about as evenly as games can start, with the two teams alternating leads for the entirety of the first quarter. In fact, there were nine lead changes over the first 12 minutes. Both teams shot about 55% from the field. Both teams had 16 points in the paint. The Jazz were whistled for four fouls, Memphis for five. Really, the only separation came from beyond the arc, where Utah started the game red hot, making three of their first four attempts. O'Neal, ball fakes Jaron Jackson, swings the top to Bogdanovich, drives on Anderson, hard aggressive drive, throws back to Conley. Feet set, right side three, and he nailed it. Mike Conley has been purely brilliant in this series, hits the three. Conley penetrates, kicks, right corner, Bogdanovich, three answers. Quick push ahead to Ingles in the corner, drives on Morant, pushes back out to Niang. Straight down the barrel, three, George hits coming right off the bench. In the first quarter, Utah shot four of nine from three, but Memphis stayed right there with them, and after one, it was Utah by three, 34-31. Going into tonight's game, Jordan Clarkson's struggles from distance had been well documented, having made just three of his 21 three-point attempts. But the type of threes he'd been taking were all off the dribble until the nine-minute mark in the second quarter. Clarkson drives the baseline, body bumped by Brooks, hangs in the air, throws it right out to Anderson. He loses the ball, goes right to Ingles, fortuitous for the Jazz. Kick ahead to Niang, he drives, cross-court to Conley, rotates to Clarkson. Come on, Jordan, he hit one. 
Jordan Clarkson's first catch and shoot three of the entire series. And the Jazz are up 41-38. If he hadn't made that one, he might have run down the tunnel and gone home. A good sign there for Jordan Clarkson, especially given his next long ball attempt was off the dribble, and he nailed that as well. Donovan Mitchell then baited Dylan Brooks into his third foul of the first half, and Utah found themselves up 46-40. But the Grizzlies, as they've done all series long, would respond. Morant trying to keep it otherwise. Driving, cut off by Favors. Jazz switch. O'Neal's guarding Valanciunas in the post. Morant will take a three and hit. John Morant for three. Jason Kidd learned how to shoot. Magic Johnson learned how to shoot. They all get this pushing. Payne in transition. Cut off by the Jazz wall. Gives to Allen. Allen straight down the barrel. Three good. Grayson Allen had 17 in game three. Timeout Quinn Snyder. Great answer from the Grizzlies. Memphis added another two after the timeout before the sixth man of the year stopped the bleeding. Clarkson now dribbles to his left. Brings Valanciunas to him. Fades on the baseline and hits. Jordan Clarkson with 12 points. Ends a 8-0 Grizzly run. Donovan Mitchell followed suit, knocking down his 11th and 14th points on the night. Donovan will work off a Gobert pick, fire a three, and tickle the twine. 56-49, Jazz by seven, their largest lead. First time anyone's got more than a two-possession lead. 56-50, Grayson all over Donovan. He works off a Gobert pick, he fires the three, hits! Oh, and Donovan's popping up and down with excitement on the other way, going back. He's just hopping! He's got strings attached to him from the sky, he's so excited. Jazz by nine. John Morant scored a nifty reverse layup and a 13-foot floor to make it a five-point advantage for the Jazz, 59-54 at the half. The key differences in that first half were three-point efficiency, the Jazz having connected on 10 of 19 for 53%, while Memphis shot just six of 17 for 35%. Also key, Utah's five offensive boards, something that has plagued them a little bit in the series thus far. The second half would start with a guttural roar from Rudy Gobert. Donovan's left hand driving the paint, fakes the pass to Rudy, gives to Rudy, and he hammers it home with two hands. But the Grizzlies weren't interested in shrinking away into the shadows. Conley working on Anderson. Left hand drive, switching to his right, throws up an air ball. Quinn Snyder's out on the court yelling and arguing for the call. Didn't get it. John Morant, nifty move to the rack, lays it up and in. Quinn wants a timeout and he might get a technical foul. John Morant animated as he's going back to the bench. About how hot he is. Snyder would indeed get called for the technical foul. Rudy would get a tech a few short minutes later after believing the refs had missed a foul. They hadn't. They, they had called it. And the Grizzlies were putting the pressure on Utah down just one, 70-69. The Jazz would stretch it back to a 10-point lead in short order, though, with Royce O'Neal, Donovan Mitchell, and Boyan Bogdanovich alternating makes and defensive stops. But Memphis, they just don't quit. Morant trying to answer back the other way. Short with the shot, gets his own rebound, pushes it back up, misses again. Jackson goes over the back of Gobert, rebounds and dunks. The effort of the Grizzlies is relentless. The Jazz lead by seven with a minute to play in the quarter. However, Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gobert teamed up to send a strong message headed to the fourth quarter. Conley, left-hand drive all the way to the basket, hands to Rudy, he'll pack it on top of Jackson. Jazz back by 10 with 28 seconds left. They lead the series two games to one. 13 points in this quarter for Rudy Gobert. Grant in the lane, passes the corner. Jaron Jackson for three, no good. Rebound Rudy. Seven seconds left in the quarter with a 10-point lead. Conley the front court. Conley leaves it behind for Clarkson. Fires the three. Hits! 
And the Jazz have their largest lead of the game heading to the fourth quarter. They lead by 13, 187, sixth man of the year. Jordan Clarkson's heating up tonight with 22 and the Jazz with their special lineup on the floor. Close on a 7-2 run, 187, Jazz by 13. It looked like Utah would finally be able to put the Grizzlies away for the first time in the series, but that was not to be because, you know, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. Melton penetrates, gives to Jackson at the rim, dunks this time, and screams with excitement. Durant was not checked out in the second half. Top to Melton, one of their better three-point shooters, and he hits. Melton hit 41% on the season, and the Grizzlies have not gone away. It's a 7.102-95 game. 8.31 to play. Quinn wants the timeout. And it was all Grizzlies all the time in the fourth quarter. Melton on the push. He's got 10 points in the second half. Melton will fire the three and hit. De'Anthony Melton, another of the young Grizzly stars rising, makes it a two-point game, 106-104. The Grindhouse with their towels waving. The Jazz would not score their first fourth-quarter field goal until this shot by Mike Conley. 106-104. Donovan and the Jazz are 0 for 9 in the quarter. Donovan, Chester to Conley. Conley, step back three. Got it, first field goal of the quarter at the 5.08 mark, and it's a three for Mike Conley on the left side. DeAndre Melton made things worse for Utah, however. Melton with 13 points in 19 minutes. Comes up with Valanchunas pick, works in the lane, stops, flips it up the right-hander, misses, gets his own rebound, puts it back up and in. DeAnthony Melton is playing his own game right now. A name you don't know. Another grizzly youngster. Impressing in the playoffs. Timeout, Quinn Snyder. At that point, Utah was one of 11 in the quarter. One of 11. Mike Conley, though, he didn't seem to be bothered at all. Morant works to the left, gets Conley switched to him, comes in the lane. Conley, round ball robbery. Conley with a little round ball robbery. You see where they're playing down on Sooners now on offense. They got him down on the baseline like the Jazz want to play Rudy. Donovan, Conley, two-man game at the top. Off of Gobert pick now for Conley. Firing the three and hitting. Oh, Mike Conley, I still own this house. This is still my house. And much like my golf game, a mulligan and a bogey was just what the Jazz needed. Conley pops out left side, guarded by Melton. Off of Gobert pick, bounces to Rudy, kicks to Bogdanovich, right corner, three. Missed it. Royce O'Neal offensive rebound, flares it back up top. Bogdanovich right corner. Try it again, Boyan. Bogdanovich! 116, 106, 235 to play. A 10 3 run by the Jazz. Despite not making another field goal the remainder of the game, the Jazz would finally, for the first time in the series, put Memphis away late in the game. So the Jazz will leave Memphis with two W's. And Mike Conley, who was quiet comparative to his other games with two monster threes late. And the Jazz fourth quarter shooting tonight will finish at three of 16 with three threes and 0 of eight from two. The last two point field goal the Jazz made tonight was somewhere in the third quarter. They've made 20 points, scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. Without a two point field goal. The Jazz last two-point field goal was a Rudy Gobert dunk with 28.4 seconds left in the third quarter. Huh. And the Jazz win it.
Maybe my favorite, least favorite final call of the year. Huh. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, uh, Alex, you may need to jump in on this one. <laughs> we need, need to talk about Austin's little bogey golf call right there. Hey, fun fact, that was, a, that was a clever, clever moment. Fun fact, that was not. Huh. <laughs> oh. Well, he got the mulligan because he on. missed it. They Alex, got the rebound, got her back, and bogey made it. And that's You get a mulligan and a bogey. And- uh, Alex? You know, the only real comparison that I see between this game and golf is the fact that, like, when I play, like, well, my golf game and this game, high scores, um, that's the only real thing that I notice there. I see. Mm. So I think he's siding with me on this one. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of uh, golf games, if we were playing golf in our fantasy segment, Alex would have this thing wrapped up. Oh, for sure. He he did crack triple digits tonight. He did. He finally got into the hundreds. All right. Uh, so we'll bring that. We'll get you updated on that. Uh, it's pretty much over, just like this series seems to be, Johnny. It it really does seem to be over, and uh, it looks like the Jazz should wrap this up in five, despite what I said in six. But uh, you two went with five. My only thing, I went Austin, with four. You went with four. Yep. You went mm-hmm. with the sweep. Yep. Wow. So I was wrong. I'm I'm a little disappointed with the fourth quarter play. I know we wanted to save this and kind of get back to it, but how many field goals was it? Three. Three in the fourth. Whoa. Uh, and you heard Locke and Boone in that fun fact final call talking about they didn't have a two-point field goal right? since Rudy's dunk in the waning moments of the third. It's a good thing the Jazz had a little bit of a lead and the fact that Memphis also was not hitting their shots in the fourth quarter. See, that's funny that you say it that way because can't you just say it's a good thing the other team didn't make a shot or two? Look, I want the Jazz, game? <laughs> I want the jazz to put the team – Get get a comfortable leave and then finish them. Just finishing move. Kachow, just done. But they did that tonight. Ah. They won by seven in a it's game great. where the largest lead was thirteen. It's great that they won. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. It's you, great that they won. You, Gordon Monson, and Amanda Smith could have like a, a negativity podcast. Sounds like we're the smart ones. E- e- Eeyore, <laughs> the the corner of Eeyore's over here. Jazz win again, but they gave Look, up seven points. If they do this against a, a team that's really, really good, like let's say they go up against the Lakers or they go up against the Clippers, and we shoot three in the fourth quarter, not good. But I'm checking the box score here, and oh, they played the Grizzlies. Sure they and played the Grizzlies. And won three straight games. Yeah, they did play the Grizzlies, <laughs> and as I pointed out, Jaw had to play 43 minutes. Whew, that's a lot. Wow. Good thing he's, I don't know if you've heard this yet tonight, but good thing he's young. Good thing he's young. So sick yeah. and tired of that phrase. Uh, all right. Well, you we need to get out to the phone lines. 855-340-ZONE. What do you think? Your Jazz take a three games to one lead over the Memphis Grizzlies. I think it should have been over in four. Donovan didn't play game one. It would have been over in four if Donovan played. Uh, so uh, there we are. I think it ends up uh, wrapping up on Wednesday. But what do you think? 855-340-ZONE. Jordan is first on the show. And... Just in case Tanya's listening, Jordan officially takes over the leaderboard with this phone call. Hi, Jordan. Hey, what Jordan. Do you think? No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. doing good. How are y'all? We're great. Good, man. How are you going? I'm feeling good. The Jazz I'm won. Tired, uh, I'm feeling good because the Jazz won. Johnny's feeling bad because the Jazz won. So What? What? <laughs> are you saying I'm predicting Grizzlies in seven? Yes. <laughs> the Jazz won, but they only made three shots. Look, they won! Yes, I get a win is a win, but you know what? you got to finish the game, not just ho-hum your way through it. Jordan, help me. 
Austin, uh, once again, I agree with you. Ah! Um, yeah, yeah. There's some concerns. How does it taste, course, Jody? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta love the moment now. It was such a crazy game. My, I don't know. I want to ask you guys something about what I saw, and I, I think I've seen this a lot throughout uh, the Jazz after um, the All Star break, and you can confirm with me if this is true or not. But Jazz, again, they pull away with wins, and all you need to know is a win is a win. But I do see moments in the game where they're either good on defense but not good on offense or good on offense but not good on defense, and they switch. And that's what keeps teams in the game. Again, when you're as good as the Jazz and you can finish it off and you have leaders like Donovan and Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert, that as long as you win, that's all that matters. But do you know or do you guys have an idea of why they might have like little struggles on one side of the uh, court or the other? Uh <laughs> Like you said, that's a question really for them because I don't know for certain what what causes the issues other than, and maybe this this might be really, really homer of me, but did you ever have that really, really, really smart kid in school? In your class, it was me who was yep. <laughs> who was way better at everything than anybody no. else. Yes, I did, and it was not. And they me. would finish their assignment in like eight seconds, and then the rest of the day, the teacher had to tell them to stay focused and get back on task. And mm-hmm. I, I think maybe a little bit of getting lost in uh, in games where you you are way better than the other team. A, a term called cat, uh, counting your chickens before they're hatched. Uh, yeah, like like the tortoise and the hare a bit. Mm-hmm. The jazz are the hare sometimes. Sure. And they're way that. faster and way better and way above the other team, and that gets the better of them, and the other team gets back in the game and has a shot. Now this is just a complete Austin Horton theory. So Yeah, I, I, see, I see exactly what you're saying, and it does make sense to do that. I can't think of any other reason. If I could, I would probably be a coach and not be here. <laughs> Yeah, because some of the – and I think it honestly, and Gordon Monson would love to hear this, it goes back – it goes to decision-making. In every one of these games that the Jazz have lost or lost leads in, it's because they're making such terrible decisions that the rest of the game they're, they're sharp with, uh, with bad passes, bad shot selection, bad defense, and the rest of the game they're sharp on it. And then they – but it's just those little stretches, and it has cost them games, but not a lot this year. Look, I do want to also bring up one more thing. Sorry, go ahead. I think I interrupted someone. No, no, go ahead, Jordan. You take it. So just two more quick thoughts on this. Is One, again, because I was a little negative there, and I want to be on Austin's side. I think <laughs> this is not a night to be negative because um, we're going to win on Wednesday, and it's going to be amazing. But so there's two things I wanted to bring up. One, um, I think that it's amazing what the Jazz are doing because we didn't have our full team until the second game in the playoff. So, of course, there's going to be mistakes, kind of what Austin was mentioned. They're not in the flow like they were at the beginning of the year when they went on those crazy runs. But I think they're slowly getting there. And I truly believe that the longer they go into the playoff, the more and more we'll see the dominant Jazz. That's, that's just my opinion, the more Donovan's playing with his team again. And then also, I don't think – I think there's better teams in the playoffs that we're going to face if we can get past this. But I don't know if there's any team that's as physical or tenacious as these Grizzlies. Hmm. The closest I could think is maybe the Clippers or a healthy Lakers. But I don't think the Lakers are going to be healthy. And I don't think I don't think the Clippers can come back like the Grizzlies have every single day, no matter what. 
I would I would definitely say the the Grizzlies are a great team, and you give them a couple of years, and they're going to be an amazing team and pretty scary. But uh, eh, I'm just happy they won, even though they should have <laughs> shot better. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know about the. You might be correct in that the Grizzlies are maybe the most physical uh, matchup in the in the NBA playoffs. I don't know if the Lakers are capable of being a physical team. I don't know if the Clippers are capable of being a physical team. I know they're big. I know they've got some tall, big guys. But I don't know. I don't see the the kind of playground look that I see from the Grizzlies. I don't see that with the posh L.A. teams. I don't know. I, I think I might. You think I, it's I, a you thing? Maybe, because I went into these playoffs hoping that the Jazz would draw the Lakers to get them over with. Sure. Because they were a wounded animal in the woods trying to limp into this thing and they didn't they they got the one seed and drew the the grizzlies and so maybe i am disrespecting the lakers and clippers with that but i think that jordan you might be right that the grizzlies might be the most physical team left in the nba playoffs right now yeah and those were just my thoughts again i love you guys probably not going to call in tonight because my my wife, I shout out to my wife, Danny. She was so patient with me watching the game. Uh, I'm going to take some time to watch some Netflix with her, and then I'll definitely call in on Wednesday. All right. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. That's our uh, our call leader, Jordan, because he calls multiple times a night. I know. But a guy that has not missed a single Jazz Playoff Overtime call-in show ever is next up. Robin is up on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hey, Robin. Hey, Robin. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? It's called it's called consistency. Yeah, got to stay consistent. <laughs> I like not it. Not too high, not too low. Well, you got uh, Austin, who wants the, Austin? You want the three game sweep? And then my man Johnny's predicting we're taking on the Nets after our game two win last night. <laughs> that made me laugh, Johnny, when you said that. Uh, well, um, you, you know you know what that is in sports, and I think it's human nature. You look at that damn scoreboard and you play not to lose instead of to win. You see it in every kind of sport. You see it in Super Bowls. A couple years ago, 49ers up. Said Kansas City going to come back and win. Blah, 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 blah. I thought I, I thought we would win in six, much like Johnny. I got a lot in common with Johnny. I like Kiss. There you go. The Predator. The Predator. Come yeah, the Predators. You bet. Austin, have you, have you oh, seen sorry. Rocky IV I, yet, I, I dozed off there. Sorry. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> a, a, little, a little love fest for Johnny. <laughs> Kiss and Predator. The yeah, Austin's gone. That's, that's two predator. strikes there. I don't know. Yeah. Austin, have you seen Rocky Four yet? No. <laughs> oh my gosh, Johnny, can you have this? If you've seen no, one yeah. Rocky, you've you, seen them all, Robin. You have seen them all. In that case, I do agree with Except it. Except for the one he died. <laughs> Rocky died? No, just kidding. Um, yeah. I did. hope that's we true. do draw the Clippers, but I hope they beat each other up, and I hope the Lakers. I want us to go through everybody. I don't want us to get shortchanged on this title run. Because if we don't play the Lakers or we don't play the Clippers, everyone will say, oh, it wasn't a real championship. Not saying that, you know. I'm going to take a page out of Austin's book on this one. It's still a championship. Yeah, man. Like like, uh, the Lakers, yeah, they won the title in the bubble last year. But it's still, and people will say, "Oh, this." The asterisk next to it, yeah. But no. it's a championship. Championship. Who? There was uh, the uh, oh, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, and the Warriors. Uh, they they or not that not the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When uh, the Warriors were injured against the Raptors, excuse me. 
Okay. Everyone puts an asterisk next to the Raptors title and goes, yeah, right. but these Warriors, Steph, and then was injured. And you forget about it, though. They still won it's, the NBA it just title. goes down as a championship. But I get what you're saying, Robin. You would like to leave uh, every every yes. uh, jazz hater out there speechless with nothing to go I think, to. I think but. what he's saying is he wants no one to get to try to discredit the Jazz if they win at all. Yeah, you no reason at all. You nope. don't want any crack in no that diamond. No reason at all. Yeah. Right, yeah. and I, I now, respect is, that. Is it, isn't Quinn's rotation awesome? I mean, these poor guys seem like they're only playing six players, and we're just bringing someone in every four or five minutes. Yeah. But you know what? I'll, I'll let you guys do your thing, try to get to bed a little early. Mm-hmm. It's already past Memorial Day, and uh, appreciate what you guys do. Thanks, Robin. We appreciate what you do, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Love it. Eight five five three four zero zone. Yeah, the Jazz roll seven, eight, nine, ten deep, if needed. Yeah, they did. They they did nine tonight. The but then then they leave guys like Ursan Ilyasova, and Mia One. Yeah, I said that way on purpose. I know. Mie Oni. I really, I really uh, uh, on the bench, and they're guys that have experience. Mie has played in this series. Urson hasn't, right? That I know of. But he, do you have any doubt that Urson could be called on and come in a game and hit down a hit a couple threes? And no, you so can, you got to be go ready. Deep. When your number is called, you've got to be ready. Whereas the Grizzlies, I mean, when you get to DeAndre Melton had a great game uh, tonight for DeAndre Melton standards, but they only scored thirty points on the bench. And that's because Melton went out of his mind and had 15. Tyus Jones coming off your bench as your backup point guard, you, you play him five minutes because John Morant plays 43. There's a reason John Morant's playing 43, and it's not just because John Morant's that good. He is. He's it's really because good. there's no one behind him either. Well, you know, you look at the box score on this, Austin, and, and I've said this many times before, but you go down it, it really looks like the Grizzlies should have won this game. You look at all they they won in just about every box score except for fouls and where was the other one? Points scored. Points scored. <laughs> and free throws. That's where the Jazz won this game. <laughs> By scoring more points than the Grizzlies? Yeah, they they put it in the basket more. <laughs> no. By the free throws. Looking at the box score, it says here the Grizzlies should have won, except they didn't score more than 120 <laughs> points. You just don't listen to anything I say, do you? I get it. There's flaws in the Jazz game. There I is. I get it. There is. And, what, and the, the reason I keep bringing this up is because I think back, and I hate to go back to the Jordan years, but Jordan years, they weren't really always you know, letting teams back in so much. Yes, it happened, but it didn't seem like it was constant every game they let them back in. They finished them. Finishing moves. And I, I get, again, I'm totally happy the Jazz won, and I'm, I know it matters that they won, and what happens in the box score is not that important. But I worry about that team that's going to start taking advantage of that. When you're talking about a title run. Yes. yes. But not in this series. That's what I've been talking we'll about. We'll get is, to that if we get I, there. I, I know I'm putting the, the cart in front of the horse a little bit yes. here. But and also, that, those finals teams, the Jazz, their leaders were in their mid-30s. Sure. The leaders of this jazz team are in their low to mid-20s. Depending on who we're talking about. Donovan and Ingles. Rudy? Ingles is up there. Ingles is not a leader. No. He scored two well, points. Well, yeah. Yes, he only scored two points. He but gives a great interview, and he's a glue guy, but I don't know if he's the leader of the team. No, but he's got some heart. Sure. Heart and soul. Sure. Would you consider Mike Conley a leader? I would consider. Thank you. I would consider. <laughs> actually, I would consider Mike Conley a calming presence. So if you want to go leader, but whose team is this? This is Donovan Mitchell's it's team, It's Donovan's right? team, sure. So a- anyway, but, but back to your point of that you go back to those finals years and go, well, the Jazz weren't letting teams 
back in 13-point games. Also, that finals team has the record for the least amount of points scored in an NBA finals game. That same sure. roster. Of course. Uh, but they were a little older. They'd been through it a little longer than this current Jazz team has been through it. Doesn't I just mean get, I don't think this team can do it. I just get concerned with them not putting teams away when they've got them down. And we can talk about that, especially, uh, the, you know, when it happens and they lose. But it's happening in their winning. Sure, they're happening in their winning, of course. 855-340-ZONE. Mike is next on the show. Hey, Mike. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I had two questions. First question is, what do you think the chances are that Mike Conley will be back in a Jazz uniform next year? Uh, okay, chances. I'd put it at... Eighty-eight percent. Yeah, I put it. I put it pretty high. I think the organization's going to do what they can to get them get him back in. And here's why I, I put it so high. It's not that other teams aren't going to be interested in Mike Conley. It's not that they're going to have money to give him. It's that Mike Conley and Ryan Smith are best buddies, and they golf all the time. Their families hang out. Ryan Smith has pro- has proven he's willing to pay luxury tax fees. Yep, yep. And I don't see if Mike Conley wants to be with the Jazz, the Jazz are going to do everything he wants them to do to, to return. Great. Uh, second question, do you think it might be appropriate on Wednesday night for all the fans in the arena to stand up and give the Grizzlies a polite and respectful standing ovation while they're being introduced to perhaps change the narrative of the, the the reputation that jazz fans have and perhaps you know this video could go viral and people could be talking about how a you know how a, a hometown fan base gave the opposing team a standing ovation when they were being introduced do you think something like that might be helpful um, or possible um, just to show that we have class just to show that that we're we're better than than what other people are making us out to be. I get it, Mike. I get I get it. It's a it's a neat thought. It's a thought that I uh, admittedly had myself uh, a couple nights ago. Is uh, based on what I was basing it on is really the way the Grizzlies have played this series. They deserve yeah. mm-hmm. the Utah Jazz fans. Absolutely. Respect. This is the way the Grizzlies are playing in this series is the way that I think Jazz fans like to think of their teams. Tough and never giving up, and they're never out of anything, and they're going to make it hurt, and they're going to make you earn every win. That's what the Grizzlies have done. And I think that for that reason, Jazz fans owe a little respect to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Then you throw in all the other nonsense, the the deplorable behavior Mm. of a few people. And I loved what Alex Lundberg, our producer and host, said on the Saturday show. He and Jay Catcher talking about the, the phrase, a few spoiled apples in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Well, the rest of the phrase, Alex. Yeah, it's a few a few bad apples spoils the whole bunch. And unfortunately, True. that that is the case. So, Mike, mm-hmm. while that that would be a cool moment if it, if it were to happen, it's uh, we're, it, it would be a very small baby step in the progress we all need to make. Not just as a a jazz fan base out there, but really, frankly, if I can get on a little bit of a soapbox as a day to day life here in Utah. I agree. Okay. But I thanks, agree. Mike. It's hey, a neat thanks. thought. Thank thanks. you. Okay. 855-340-ZONE. It kind of leads to the point where I, I don't necessarily like the booing of players. I think it, it, if more than anything, it might charge them up a little bit more. But uh, I, I, do, I do get his point. You know, we are, we are good people here. 
Yeah. And and but it's, but but finish them. And you know, <laughs> I'm just I'm so I'm just vastly disappointed in the behavior of fans in every market in this playoffs. It's getting weird. And again, you know? I and I know Is there something today, it's right? It's 99% that are behaving correctly. Sure. And you might and there's those out there that say, well, the media is going to focus on the the bad. The media should report the bad so that the rest of the 99% of us that are doing it right then ostracize the bad from society mm-hmm. and get the, the, I love that when John Morant's family was being abused by those three jazz fans that the rest of the section did the right thing and Called got security yeah. and pointed mm-hmm. them out and made sure they were rooted from the arena. Yes. That is what needs to happen every single time. So if you think this continues, Austin, what, what do you think the answer is? Well, I said this a few years ago when I was hosting the Saturday show. I think someday in the future, and it might be nearer than I thought, that we'll see European-style crowds in the NBA. So that's like the net? Well, I don't know that we'll go that far because the NBA still wants to sell those courtside seats. Right. But you might see some kind of hockey plexiglass up. Did, now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't we have someone, not in our game, but in an earlier game, run on the court today? Yeah, uh, in Washington. In Washington. Against so. the Sixers. And then the things that happened in Boston, and then the things that happened in Philadelphia, and then right. the things that happened here in Salt Lake. It seems like something, like, I almost expect something things now. Things that happened in New York. I expect something at every game now to happen like this, something like that, and that is not good. And I think there is something about being locked away from being spectators for a year because of a virus i think that everyone everyone uh both grew and regressed in certain areas during this last year i grew a lot i also regressed in some areas where i actually have a lot less patience for nonsense than i used to have what what would you think about uh and you may have mentioned this like coming on when the jazz win three games straight and talking about them only winning by seven now 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 (laughs) Easy. What would I say? What? What, what? what would? What would be your thoughts on a hockey style glass? Well, that's why I, I think that that might be the case. The problem is you have to set it. You wouldn't be exactly courtside because then you're going to have players running to grab a ball that's going out of bounds and smashing into the glass. So you're going to have to set it back. And I those got some funny seats, visuals of that. <laughs> those courtside seats wouldn't necessarily be courtside anymore, and that's why I think it's still right in the future because. It's a little Pollyannish, I believe, to think that we can be perfect every night in every city and every arena as a fan base, as spectators. There's always going to be someone, something doing something sure. or, or, you know, that they shouldn't do, saying something they shouldn't say, getting onto the court, getting close to the players as they're exiting. You saw it a few seasons ago where a guy was just simply uh, videoing uh, uh, Rodney Hood. I think it was in Washington as Rodney Hood had been ejected and he was just with his cell phone just videoing him as he walked by. It wasn't in his face. Was And Rodney Hood slapped the the phone out of it. And I felt I understood both sides there. Sure. I can understand too. That's an emotional moment on the quote-unquote battlefield of, of the sport as he's been ejected and you've got some jabroni with his cell phone. Rodney Hood shouldn't have hit the phone, but that no. guy shouldn't be that close to Rodney Hood, in my opinion. I think it's getting to the point where Adam Silver is going to have to think about some sort of solution for this. Something has to be done. I don't know. Maybe it's more security. You know, during timeouts, maybe it's maybe it's 
removing some fans only to a certain distance. Well, the good thing that happened in Washington, D.C. today is they have made this whole perimeter around the court yeah. for COVID reasons, but there is no courtside seat there. Right. And this had that been this guy was on the front row that got down the but all he had to do was hop over and run, but he had about 30 yards to run. So we need and more And so people. they caught him as he got to the stanchion. Right. So they were, they were further away from the action. So there's one idea, but I, I just I think that also there could be stricter, stronger penalties. I get that these people are being arrested. I get that they're being banned for life. I get, I get all that. I, what I, do you want done, Austin? I go a little Old Testament here. Okay, what do you get? What, I like what, what Charles Barkley said. The guy that threw the uh, the water bottle at Kyrie Irving, uh-huh. Charles Barkley said, take that guy down to the tunnel let Kyrie have his blank. Wow. You do that one time, guess what's not going to happen? Yeah. Two wrongs don't make a right. It's not wrong. It's right. No, it's wrong. <laughs> or what Locke said uh, on his podcast, uh, I think it was like a year ago, he, he said, what if you just post billboards? Of every and just one billboard outside the stadium, and everyone that acts the fool gets their face and name placed oh, on the billboard. Kind of like the post office, the most wanted. Yeah, the FBI's most yeah, wanted. Now the problem with that is then that comes with some notoriety. Well, see the the, the flip side is so that's this why is, you just let Kyrie Irving beat them. How do they enforce the bans? How? Well, and I've seen a lot of questions about that. You, someone else buys your ticket for you, you know. Or uh, you are you are scanned as you walk in every building in the NBA. So big brothers coming down hard on that. So when they have been arrest- arrested, guess what happens? A mugshot, a fingerprint, a face scan, mm-hmm. and every they might get in the building. They're not going to last long in the building before security has found them with facial recognition. So so uh, I know for a fact this building does it. So five people. Let's just refer here to Utah. Five people are bad eggs, and that that affects the rest of us. No, you get rid of those five people, and they can't It's going to be very hard to get rid of those five people. No, I just told you how they get rid of them. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, but it's going to upset the rest of the people. Why? I don't want to go through more security. I don't think you will have to go through more than you're already going through. I think what you go through in this building is what is already happening. Okay. I, but they don't have to disclose to you. It's all in the little fine print when you buy a ticket. I think there's a way in still. I think they got to come. I th- I think they do need to come like down. Like a Mission harder. Impossible mask. Yeah, they're gonna they're <laughs> going to repel from the ceiling. No, like those tearaway. I masks. know what you're like. Mission Impossible too. I got. Gotcha. Uh, but there there needs to be a solution other than well, we kicked him out, we banned him for life. I'd like to see them serve a year in jail. Wow. Whatever that whatever is the book, throw the book at them. No plea deals. Was it no one bargains. of the- you sit in jail for the maximum sentence, and we have monthly reminders that that person is still in jail. Wasn't one of the fans brought up on battery charges? Yeah, the guy in uh, Boston that threw the uh, the, the water, water bottle. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, and he's he he is sitting in jail from Saturday night, Sunday night. What is today? Monday. I guess today is technically Tuesday. Technically Tuesday. Yeah. He's sitting in jail for almost three days before he gets arraigned because of the holiday weekend. Yeah. That he'll probably think twice about it, but he'll bail out. Sure, <laughs> and 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 then what? I bet you he won't do it again. No, because hey, well, he's probably know. not allowed back in an arena. Boston. I don't know. Eight five five three four zero zone. The the point is the Jazz get the three game streak going against the Grizzlies. Take a three one series lead. Game five will be Wednesday here at Vivint Arena, and I would suspect that the Jazz have been in Memphis for the final time this season. Yeah, the only thing we were missing was uh. Donovan saying, we're not coming back. 
so interesting you mentioned that, and then we'll take a break. Um, there was a moment after the, after the final call where Royce O'Neal sprinted to Donovan Mitchell and was really, really amped to get that win. And Mitchell kind of held his hand out like a hold the brake, like, like slow, slow it down, slow down. Yeah. and then just said good game to him and Conley and Gobert. It was like they were – it was like Donovan Mitchell was like, okay, we've been in this situation before where we got too amped up. Mm-hmm. Let's just take it – and you heard him in the postgame saying Ugh. the job's not done. Yeah. And he's right, but it, it kind of – as a radio guy, I can tell you it's done. Well, look, the the questions – and I, I think this is what you were alluding to. The questions in the post games, everyone – a few people asked, not everyone, well, you've had a 3-1 lead before, and – I'm tired. Like like Jake Scott said on the post game, I'm tired of it already. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. That was last year. I don't think the Jazz are going to do that again. Not against this team. True. There's not a Nikola, hopefully against no. Teams. There's not a Nikola Jokic or a Jamal Murray on this team combining. There's a John Morant and no one else. Right, and it takes 43. Minutes. I guess Dylan Brooks matched. Dylan uh, Brooks and Jaron Jackson Jr. gave you 21. Has that guy ever scored 21 points before? Probably not. But he's on my fantasy team, and that helped me. 855-340-ZONE. We'll come back on the other side, get more of your phone calls. Still to come, find out uh, you know, how far away I am from Johnny and how far away Alex is from me. Oh. This is a 3-1 chasm between the Jazz and the Grizzlies. It's like an 8-1 chasm between you and me. And take Alex me to is Vegas. Like minus six. All so. I'm saying is take me to Vegas. We'll be right back on Jazz Playoff Overtime. Hi, Johnny. This is not your song. Yeah, it is. It is? It is my song. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I wrote that. This is, uh, <laughs> well, can I say the name of it? Sure. Pyramid Scheme? Pyramid Scheme, yeah. Johnny Lightfoot's next band. It's a new project that I've got going, and uh, this is one of our tunes. Uh, 855-340-Zone. This jazz playoff overtime. He's Johnny Lightfoot. I'm Austin Horton. Alex Lundberg for us, as always, uh, and uh, we appreciate him staying Way, 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 way after he is responsible for staying, for getting us on He's, the air. He was kicking butt, especially yesterday. Wow, buddy. Well, Saturday. In what form? He's, he did the morning show. He did the oh. golf show. <laughs> like, he did everything. He, like, worked all day, man. Yep, yep, yep. And and then did the jazz game. Right. And, yeah. Uh, by the way, make sure you tune in to the Saturday show. We got that up and going again every Saturday at noon following uh, your favorite show about cars, Utah Car Sense. Uh, all right, this is traditionally the segment where we would talk about the yeah buts. Mm-hmm. So the Jazz get the third straight victory, 120-113. They win the first quarter. They win the second quarter. They win the third quarter. They lose the fourth quarter, making three field goals, mm. scoring 20 points yeah. on just three field goals. Uh, Scary. If, if they play that way, Against either the Clippers or the Mavs, who will be the winner of that series as their next opponent, Johnny, then it's not a victory tonight in any way, shape, or form against either of those teams. Even with an injured Luka Doncic, right? You cannot, Mm-mm. you cannot have that big of a drought in the postseason and expect to win. They just got the Grizzlies in the first round matchup, and the Grizzlies were incapable of uh, 
doing things that a more veteran squad would do. And this is what I've been referring to. This is what I this is what concerns me. I don't want to see this happen against a better team. I don't want them to get I don't want the Jazz to let teams back in. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it, Austin. Uh yeah, and if you're tired of it, I promise you they're staying up all night tired of it. Look, Gobert one point, two rebounds in the first half. Now, granted, he finished with 17 and 8. Double check that. Yeah, 17 and 8, which is great, but uh, one point in the first half? Woo. Yeah, uh, I liked what he said in his post game uh, availability. Somebody, I think it was Eric Walden of the Trib, asked him uh, what was said at halftime. Did Coach Snyder get you more plays directed to you or whatever, get more touches in the second half? Rudy said, no, not really. It was the same game plan. It just happened to open up a little more to Rudy in the middle. Yeah, they just executed better. So I don't, I don't know. I'd like to go back and watch the first half again and see if it was Rudy's fault or if the Grizzlies were doing a good job of taking him out offensively. I didn't see a lot of plays for Rudy. And you never will. No, no, you don't. But I didn't see a lot. But he's got to do he, – he's a rebound guy. He's got to get in there and get more than two. The points I can kind of deal with, let let the other people. But his job is – you have one job. <laughs> Rebound. And two at the half is not going to do it. Uh, you uh, you were big about the uh, second half, second chance points opportunities for the, the Grizzlies in this series. Mm-hmm. The Jazz matched them with seven offensive rebounds tonight. I believe the first game in the series where the Jazz did not lose in that regard, in the in the offensive rebound battle. So they have improved there. They have. Uh, when you when you get uh, e- exactly both teams had 42 rebounds. I think game one was 16 offensives for Grizzlies to 16 nine. offensive rebounds? Yeah. In game nine. one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Or was it 16 second chance points? No, it was offensive rebounds. In one game? Yes. No way. Game one. Yes, sir. All right, I'm looking right now because that blows my mind. You are ridiculous 16 offensive rebounds 12 in 12 game one okay for the so Jets. 12 yeah not 9 but 12 still 16, 16. Offensive rebounds. that's why we lost that game oh and, and uh they missed 35 three-pointers yeah that's the other reason <laughs> but since that game the jazz have shot uh at least their average from actually above their average uh from three uh 50 from three tonight for the utah jazz seven more threes made than the memphis grizzlies but again if they have the fourth quarter that they had tonight against the Clippers, it's over. The Clippers win that. If they have it against the Mavericks, it's going to be close, but I still think the Mavericks would get it done. So that's the concern. Yeah. Is this, this these moments where they lose focus or or get taken out of plays or get pushed off their spots and one thing turns into three, turns into seven, turns into 12 misses. That's a problem, and that's not what a contending title contending right. team does. Right. You work that out here in the first round, though, would be the silver lining, and then hopefully you learn from it. I'd hope you'd work it out in the regular season. Well, when you only lose 20 games in the regular season. But there was, there was a trend. They were losing games they should have won. And I know there is some written in the schedule losses. I get that. Yeah. But there was definitely they still let teams back in consistently i just i can't i can't bring myself to complain about a 20 loss season 
No, no, I'm not. I'm just when bringing that the, up. There was no one with a better record. I want the, the perfect season here, Austin, and I know, <laughs> I know, I'm not going to get it. But if it was a perfect season, this is what I would want to change. <laughs> so one twelve, one oh nine. Or excuse me, that's game one. One twenty, one thirteen. The Utah Jazz get it done tonight. Their third straight victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. Looking to close it out in a gentleman's sweep Wednesday night. Boy, it's going to be a good atmosphere here, isn't it? It is going to be. I was. I for some reason thought tonight was going to be another one of those watch party events. Yeah, we didn't have it. I don't know uh, why. I think because of the holiday. It has to be because tonight would have been a great night for that. Yeah. Well, you got to have your staff have a holiday, the security and ushers here and stuff. So, uh, but I believe uh, Wednesday night uh, obviously will be a full house. Yes. As full as the NBA it's going to be allowing, a party atmosphere. Which here. I'm still really, really curious as to why here in Utah, one of the better spots for COVID numbers mm-hmm. in the world or in the country. I mean. Maybe the world, I don't know, but in the country for sure. Why this building can only have 13,000 and a hotbed place like Atlanta can have 17,000. Uh, and Atlanta, New York have 15,000. That's what I was going to say. Does Atlanta have the most atten- a fan attendance right now? Yes, they do. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Is it, this, is it based on the size of the arena? I don't know. Based Maybe. on capacity? Maybe, but I don't know. What's their capacity? 20? I don't know. Yeah. Ours is what, 18? 18.5 yeah, something. 18.5. Uh, eighteen thousand four hundred is the Memphis. No, eighteen thousand four hundred is here. Yeah. So, no, I'm wrong. Eighteen five is here. Eighteen four is Memphis. Okay. So, and they had less than we did. They had twelve. Yes. Not by much less, but less. Well, and that's interesting because I thought they were allowed thirteen. So I don't know what the official number is. Maybe this is wrong here. But anyway, regardless, the Jazz should have a very, very uh, rampant home crowd on Wednesday night. I would expect that uh, we'll have a few days off between the next round. It's looking that way, for sure. All right, we'll take our final break, come back on the other side, get you our fantasy score updates, and get you ready for game number five. This is Jazz Playoff Overtime here on The Zone. Sing it, buddy. Sing it. I don't know these words. I only know the Rocky <laughs> like a hurricane part. Nice. Karaoke hero over here. Uh, you wanted, you requested this song. I request this right? because this is the party atmosphere we want Wednesday night. Rocky like a hurricane. Just melting faces. Melting faces A lot off. of hairspray. Finishing moves. Yeah. yeah the finishing moves. Yeah. The, the goblet of rock. Yes. Uh, all right. It's Jazz Playoff Overtime. He's Johnny. I'm Austin. Alex behind the glass. Uh, a couple of uh, interactions on Twitter, and then we'll get to our sure. uh, fantasy and close out the night. Uh, Anthony, we were talking about bad behavior by fans mm-hmm. in the stands yeah. in all kinds of places and what should be done to deter it better. Anthony says, hit people in the pocket. Define the NBA fan code of conduct, and if it's broken, hit fans with a fine. Make it ten grand to deter all these idiots. I would definitely do it. I do not want to spend ten grand. Uh, let's see. Everyone ejected, says Del Taco, should be Wait. named to the public. 
just like when a, a guy wait, wait, wait. everyone <laughs> like every fan no, he's saying everyone that is ejected okay should be named publicly wow uh yeah i think so okay i think i think you ought to have a little blue dot above your house austin horton was ejected from game five well, we're not talking church ball. <laughs> and then finally, Matt Sorensen about the poor shooting in the fourth where the Jazz made just three of 15 Ugh. field goals. Uh, Matt says, how many foul shots did the Jazz take in the fourth? Because it seems to me they only made three shots, yes, but they were at the foul line a lot because they were getting fouled to keep them from shooting, just wondering. Well, Matt, the Jazz were three of 15 in the quarter. And 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Yes, there so was made, a lot. They made nine points off threes and 11 points off free throws. Got 20 in the quarter, won the game 121-13. So the Grizzlies may have been fouling more and keeping the Jazz from shooting, but they still got 15 shots up in the quarter. They did. And uh, all those, uh, the, the only field goals they had, the three that you mentioned, were all three-pointers. Which is what the Jazz do. That's what they do. All right, uh, it's time to uh, close out uh, the, the, the night with our fantasy update. Now, this is, for those who want to know, my own fantasy formula, which makes no sense, and every analytics nerd, analytics nerd out there hates my guts. I like it. I make it simple. You take <laughs> points, rebounds, and assists. I used to throw in steals and, some, uh, and something else in there. I decided to, to simplify Just got it. a little too hard. So points, rebounds, and assists. And then you minus fouls and turnovers, and each person gets a game score. Mm-hmm. We took turns drafting. Johnny went first. I went second. Alex went third. We each picked six guys from each team, well, from either team. Uh, and Johnny got the first overall pick in John Morant, and therefore is he's won the series. Johnny literally, literally, John Morant, Boyan Bogdanovich. And Mike Conley could have zeros on Wednesday, and you'd still win this. Thing. Maybe not. You're, no, you would. It was close. Today, when you were adding it up, you said, uh, what was it, 30 points and we were tied? No, 18 points and we were tied? Well, I'll, yeah, if you had more, let, no more than 18. Right, right we, we would have tied. tied. So here's the, my lowest score was game two, 91. Your lowest score tonight was 98. Right. But well, it was still seven points more than my lowest score. That's the night Jaw went for 47. Now, the good news for Alex is he had his best game of the series tonight. Tonight, he did. So here's how tonight's scoring went. My team won the game, 103. Johnny took second at 98. And Alex had a career best, 71. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So improving, improving his team, Lundy. Locking up that most improved award right now. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Uh, So the, the running total, though, is... Johnny 375. Wow. Because John Morant went for 51, 32, and 36, and Conley went for 33, 37, and a paltry 17 tonight. <laughs> so 375 for Johnny, 295 for yours truly. Alex at 196. I was kidding earlier. You already were in double digits, but just barely. But now you're, you're almost to 200. So congrats. There you go, buddy. Coming up. Now, this we re. We, we, we redraft obviously in the second round, which means we reflip for the order. Right, and when I so, win it again, so it could be a Johnny or I that gets last pickings. Very well, could be who end up with a double zero from Xavier Xavier Tillman in back-to-back games didn't play, and Mie Oni, who has gone zero minus one and zero. I think the uh, the the whole 
game changer in this was the fact that Donovan didn't play in game one. We weren't sure if he was going to play in game two at that time. So we, we, we all passed on him. We didn't draft. That's why I went. One. That's why. <laughs> well, you know, you're what right, was, though, because we weren't. We sure. were based based on that. So we weren't sure he was going to play for game two. So we were thinking, well, that's why I went with Jaw first. Yep. You did. That was the right move. I think even if Mitchell was healthy, I would have gone Jaw but first. The pick of the draft. I got really lucky with going with Conley. Yeah. You, you guys, I don't know why you guys just uh, it was forgot three in about the morning. him. You forgot was, completely about him. It was, it was, I was clock drunk. It was time to go home. I was like, I ah, whatever. You I'll, had a long day. I'll take uh, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Take Whoops. Matt Thomas. No, <laughs> didn't take Matty. All right, uh, game five, Wednesday. What time is it at? 6 30? 7.30? 7.30 is tip-off. So 6.30 pregame here on the zone, 7.30 tip-off. Jazz looking to close it out in a so-called gentleman sweep. We will be here after the postgame that night for mm-hmm. another rousing rendition of Jazz playoff overtime. Uh, Jazz get it done, lead three games to one. Final, excuse me, final thoughts, Johnny. Uh, I do agree Jazz are going to get it done. Um, I don't want to see them letting him in. I want to see the finishing moves. I 100 wanna... to zero. Sure. I just want to see him put it away and let's be done with it. Then they can hug it out, and let's move on to the next round. Hug it out. Alex, final thought? I think this is going to be a fun one. Um, We'll see if the Jazz can actually break the Grizzlies in Game 5. I'm not sure that it's possible because it seemed like there were a lot of times tonight that they were poised to break them, and then they didn't break. Right. So uh, we'll see. I think – the Jazz, obviously, I think they win. I think they close it out, finish out here in Game Five. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll see how tough it is for them to do it. Closeout games are one of the hardest uh, games to win. Yep, for sure. And my, my parting thought would be: it's a must-win Wednesday night for the Jazz if they want to have a great shot at advancing in the next round. Because oh, yeah. the Clippers and Mavs are seemingly locked into at least a six possibly a seven game series like it will be at least a six game series but it might go seven the jazz could wrap this up in five have almost another five six days sitting just to say yeah how long would they have off and home court advantage coming back no matter who they draw mavs or clippers they'd feel pretty good about what do you what do you feel about the whole resting too long as opposed to playing and going to the next one there's something to it but uh do you think uh, the rust comes on Nah, i don't know about that i think I, i think that it's I think it's for selling uh, columns and articles, not real science. Yeah, there's always a lot of talk about it, and uh, it's 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 their job. All right, that's it. We'll see you Wednesday night. For Johnny Lightfoot and Alex Lundberg, our thanks to Jordan, Robin, and Mike who called in. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you Wednesday. DJ and PK are up in five hours here on The Zone.